Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes! What is up, everybody? Welcome to JP Bella Cameron's favorite podcast. It's Soccer We Trust! I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Trash Can Conradinho, also known as Jim Conrad. And Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies is playing hooky once again, but that's okay. Handsome Hollywood Heath Pierce is here. And we are going to play Would You a look, a, a, a game I like to call Would You Rather. I played mm-hmm. this game once with Jurgen Klinsmann. I'll tell that story if you haven't heard it before. And we're going to answer those same questions ahead of this World Cup. And we're also going to talk about the previews because obviously we don't want anybody to get hurt this last weekend of club football, as they call it, or soccer, as we call it here in the States and as they call it in Australia and when they don't, whatever, you know, you guys know where I'm trying to go with that. Heath, great to see you as always. You ready for this one? I am. I like, I like would you rathers because they uh, put me into a highly speculative uh, world, (laughs) which is literally what we've been, uh, what we've been uh, doing the last months. We thought we knew and it was highly speculative and some of it was right and some of it was wrong. Let's do it. Okay. So before we get there, and I introduced my first "Would You Rather" of today's show, and and Sir Charlie, you know what? Charlie Davis has just joined us, so we'll, let's, let's hear from Charlie. Charlie, great to see you. Uh, the rich mahogany, looking as rich and mahogany as ever. Thank you. Uh, yeah, how are you? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, fantastic. I I just got back from uh, our food, the Greater Boston Food Bank. So I was volunteering this morning. For three oh, days. one of those guys, huh? Just making sure we know that you mm-hmm. volunteer your time, Charlie. Just so just making sure you know, so I can hold you accountable, so you can get. Get out there. Get back. I like that. I like that. I appreciate that. I like I like that good Samaritan flex today from you, Charlie. That's really nice. <laughs> Set, setting the tone. Setting the tone here. I love it. Okay. Now, as a reminder, we don't want you here at Paramount Plus, CBS Sports, to stop watching. Don't stop watching. So here is what we got for everybody. Mm-hmm. 50% off annual plans for Paramount Plus. This deal is good from now until the end of the year, December 31st. You use the code all year. And go to ParamountPlus.com, and you can follow the good stuff. It's easy to find, but put in the code all year, and you're going to get 50% off Paramount Plus next year. Listen, the Champions League, Europa League, they have Serie A, NWSL, the Brazilian League, the Argentinian League. It's just, it's crazy how much beautiful game there is here on Paramount Plus. So go get 50% off. We highly encourage you to do that. Okay, first, would you rather, boys? I'm going first. And to give some context, 
I once asked this of Jurgen Klinsmann ahead of the 2014 World Cup, at which point Sunil Galati absolutely lit me up after I, I asked it. But before I get to Sunil, like getting all like anxious in his seat because he wanted to answer it for Jurgen because he knew what I was trying to do. The question was to Jurgen Klinsmann, I think we can pose it here and I think it's becoming very meaningful. Would you rather, everyone, Charlie Heath, would you rather get out of our group playing to our stereotypes, sitting back, hitting them on the counter and scoring only on set pieces, but not really demonstrating. I think there's some context here. Not really demonstrating that we've grown as a nation, that we've evolved in some way, that we've added this level of sophistication where all the rest of the nations, the ones that win World Cups regularly, say, holy ish, these guys, there's something brewing here, okay? Or would you rather play unbelievable, aesthetically pleasing, dominating teams and just get a little unlucky and not get out of the group? You know the answer to that. Mm. Mm. Don't mm. give me that. Mm. Get out of the group at all <laughs> costs. Yep. That's how we advance. America does not like losers. But 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 there, isn't you're there going isn't to there... gain more more yeah. eyes, more attention, you, you, more you enthusiasm, damn loser. You loser energy. of a question. Oh no, no, let's play great and bounce. No. Listen, World listen, Cup, I, I advance. One advance, of the reasons I asked advance. one of the reasons I asked is the Jurgen Klinsman, and he said what you guys said. But one of the reasons I asked him was because he had promised this this aesthetically swashbuckling style. Right. That's what he promised us. So he was going to help develop that. And, we, you know, and when you get into these tough games, to your point, we've all played in these big games. You just got to do what you got to do to get through it and get right. a result and get the hell out of there. I get that. He, he, but there is a part of me, the romantic side Spain? of me, that wants to do that, that wants to play, that, that at least demonstrates that we can run with anybody and not just survive, but actually be proactive. And I, I, I want us to graduate from that reaction. I, well, I, I, I would say that. against Spain, when we beat them, Heath, do you yeah. think at, at the game we were thinking – Man, we didn't really play our game. We didn't really get too many touches, or or were we like, "Hey, I'll I'll play like that all day if we get wins like that." Yeah, I mean, it, it's exactly that. It was that second second answer, and I also think, oddly, this talented group of players that we're seeing now is the exact reason uh, why I think uh, we will be better off than we were before. We have a better national team than we've ever had before on uh, in terms of potential, right now. Some of those things that we questioned, like, does this team have the fight? We saw in 2018, the question was the fight. Do they have the leadership? Do they have the ability to go out and find a way to get results? With this group, they found a way to go through those tough times and qualify, right? When we look back at Nations League, we look back at Gold Cup. Is anybody talking about how we played Mexico off the park? No. I don't know if we'll ever play Mexico off the park. We have a, we've had good segments. We've had good wins against uh, Mexico. But what we're talking about is find a way to get a result. Now, incrementally, we're going to see through MLS academies, player development go up. Players, you know, broadening the player pool go up, go up, go up. Now, eventually, we're going to have to get to a point where it's incremental growth in terms of the way that we implement our style. But also, what I would say is when we compare ourselves, Jimmy, to other countries, there is a cultural DNA to the way in which we play. But in the U.S., that's going to be a challenge, right? We've got everything from yeah, you know, cultural influences from 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 Latinos, from Hispanics. You've got you got the uh, African influence. You got Caribbean influence. You've got you've got English influence. You've got all kinds of German. You, you've just got this melting pot of cultures that it's really hard with a vast nation like ours to say this is the way in which we play with the players that we have. Because if you look across the board, we've, we're starting to develop a wide range of skill based players or position based skill sets that I think is going to help us in the future, but I'm all about getting out of the group. That to me is getting out of the group. But well, again, of course, it is of a really good question because I think we could probably hone in on that question a little bit more, uh, a little bit sharper 
to 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 ask it because what's the point? And I understand this. What's the point of just getting to the round of 16 if we're going to go into 2026? No different than we were in 2014. No different than we were in 2010. Looking back at uh, 2002 going like, that was the best that we've ever played and that was 20-something years ago, right? And, and so I do agree at a certain point, we need to raise that bar of expectation. Um, and again, that might come through fight, but I do think it's going to come through sort of the, 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 the tides rising all ships of, of just general qual- improvement of player development in the U.S., better coaches, all these things, yeah. but also just taking on that pressure of saying uh, bigger bust. And I don't think we're at that point where we're ready to go bigger bust. I would say the minimum expectation is that we fight, right? That's part of our DNA and has been from the very beginning, and we can't lose that. That's one of the things when we talk to, or at least in my generation back in the day, the, the former players that we go up against or during our careers, they always – respected and admired the fight and the enthusiasm and the belief that we had in ourselves, even though maybe we didn't have the savvy that some of the top national team teams or players do. So, so I don't ever want us to lose that. And of course I want us to get through the group because to get out of the group and then to get into a a knockout situation, a one or win or go home situation is going to prove to be very vital for this particular group of players as we go into 26. And it's looking like the group stages will only be two games long. You're automatically into the round of 32 after two games. You're going to be basically knocking out the whole rest of the way. So yes, getting into those um, win or go home situations uh, is super important and good experience for, but, for this team. And, and it gives us a chance. Like Anything can happen in 90 minutes. doesn't matter who you're playing. But I, I would also say not every team plays pretty. Right. It depends on the match. It depends on, you know, who's in form, who's not. Sometimes for whatever reason, a team who is expected to have possession and create all the chances and play beautifully pleasing to, uh, to the eye as far as 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 uh, viewers go. Uh, but it doesn't go that way. And they have to, you know, maybe they lose a man through a red card. And all of a sudden you have to play in a different way just to grind and and get that result. And I think. When this group, because they're all individually talented and, and in a lot of cases on their way to brilliance, which you love to see, but as a group, just grinding. And when they can add that to their game and knowing when to turn it on, turn it, you know, turn it on and 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 be just fighting and then turn it off and say, hey, we're we're the better team and we can just out outplay this group. That that's yeah. when I think they've they've mastered um, you know, th- their skills and and just playing as a team, but that's not going to happen until they get enough more experience. Okay, so let's move on then to the next would you rather that I have for you. And if you guys are, are ready with something, or if anybody that's watching on the YouTubes, hit like and subscribe and then let us know what your would you rather be. I've got two more for us to digest. And if you're listening to us I'm on interested. your podcast platform of choice, hit us up on Twitter, ISWT Pod. Drop us a would you rather. Maybe we'll answer it next week we'd like to get uh, some fun speculative questions here especially because this weekend we can break down all the games and all the players but the main emphasis is just don't get hurt boys just just you know what one and two touch keep the ball moving don't get in any tackles nothing <laughs> yeah. stupid all right so that's that's like okay done we're done with the preview all right next next would you rather and this is one maybe for the fans that are especially that are anti greg berhalter if we get out of the group He's most likely going to be the guy that we stick with for 2026. Even uh, though that's a long ways. You think? Listen, that's listen. A long ways. Listen, I put my flag in the ground already. I say that you cannot have this job for more than one World Cup cycle. I think the players need to hear a different voice. So I think he should be moving on regardless. That's that's my two cents. I said it before about and because we have a history of that guy getting fired within two years after successfully having a World Cup where they get out of a group. Right. And, and even if I ever get the job one day, I'll happily pass the baton on to the next person. 
uh, for the next World Cup cycle because that should be what I think this should be the, the model moving forward. Anyway, that said, there is that thing. So, so it must be weird for the fans that really hate Greg to like then want to support the team knowing that if they have success, that, that... I, I, I don't think that really plays. I don't know. I'm just it. saying, oh, well, there's got to be a few out there. I, I think you always put your country's success first. You deal with anything else that comes after that, but you're you're focused on supporting the team, hoping that they play well, and then they get through. Now, if they falter, and, and you know who's getting the finger pointed at first, of course, there's there's no there's no doubt. But if they do really well, surprisingly well, and surprise everybody, and let's say they finish top of the group, they get a miracle, you know, they play extremely well they get the miracle result against england and they finish top of the group they beat wales and they beat iran or they they you know figured out a way to get to the top they get into the knockout stage holland senegal ecuador qatar i don't think senegal is making it man i think i think ecuador gets second that's just my thing but go ahead okay i I think senegal gets through either way if they if if again this is being the most optimistic uh, having the op- most optimistic view of all time, they get through and they're in the, the the round of 16 or the quarterfinals. What would you say? And they lose that game. Would you automatically say, ah, oh, we can't do another triple G now, another cycle. Or would you say, damn, he proved everybody wrong. This group played really well. They, they got exactly what we, you know, they, they actually exceeded all expectations. Why all of a sudden would you say, ah, we don't want to stick with that guy? Well, at that point you would, but if there was already a model in place where there's a precedent of, hey, you do four years. But that was like, listen, either listen, or. If they get like, through and they do true, well. True. Well, yeah, okay. It was my either or. Yes. I, I feel like if that model was in place, Greg could parlay that into a great club job, right? So so he would still win. It's not like a big loss for him. And the players would get to hear a new voice. Now, I think that the 2026 job will be very enticing for a number of talented managers around the world because being able to be a part of a world cup that you're hosting in biggest, one of the biggest countries in the world, I think is going to be a really special thing. And I think you're going to get maybe names that would maybe be attracted to it. Otherwise that might be interested. That's all. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, but, it's great. Cause I'm going to throw it right back at you either, or say, Greg gets a, he does well. And I think is he wouldn't leave the national team unless there was a job there for him. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's with the national team for a year after uh, this this World Cup, and then he gets his job because you're, you're obviously <laughs> got to be patient, and he leaves. Okay, well, here's here's your either or. He made it, he made his way a year before, so why not make us make a way a year after? Oh, well, here, here's your I either love Dave or. Sarakin, but come Here, on. Here's your either or. Would you, knowing the American coaches out there, would you a want to go stick with an American coach, or b would you opt for an, an international coach who has a, a fantastic resume? who has never been in the U.S., coached in the U.S., coached in MLS, doesn't know the players, but knows how to win and knows how to how to develop a group of, of talented players or, or get a talented group of players to play well together. Which which one are you going with? So, so no, it's, that's a great question. I would say that if I look at the options now, and I'm going to preface this, and I want to hear Heath's thoughts on this too, that what is the benefit of passing the baton on to somebody else right when a world cup cycle ends is that that person can pick up that baton and work with that at the beginning of a cycle instead of 
hey, Greg Berhalter, we'll give you another year, two years. And uh, you know what? It's not really working out. We're going to try somebody new. And now we've lost two years with the new coach that could have been implementing the style and all this stuff. And that kind of frustrates me. So when I look at that, and if I think about it from that starting point, then Jesse Marsh doesn't, he's already made it clear he doesn't want to coach the U.S. He's, he's entrenched at the, in the club game. You have Steve Trundolo, who I think would be a good national team coach, but he's just getting started on his managerial journey, and he obviously got off to a great start winning the double with LAFC. Jim Curtin is interesting. Would he want the job? Is he ready for it? I don't know. I mean, he's an interesting pick, and I think he's a player's manager, and, and I think people and the players would respond to him. I, I, that's what I'm thinking about from, from U.S. managers that maybe, maybe Greg Vanny, obviously, former player, had some success with uh, winning the treble with TFC. I don't know. These are... These are interesting conversations to have. So basically what you said is there's not many options though. Not, not if I went through my, I want the world cup cycle, somebody mm -hmm. start at the new world cup cycle. And I don't yeah. even know if those guys would be open in terms of an international guy. They might not be ready either. So it gets a little tricky. I think timing is very important when you hire a manager for club or country. Mm. Heath, your thoughts? No, I mean, it, it's really hard to say. Cause I, I it, while you guys were talking, I was just sort of, racking my brain about the, the the process, right? Of like a, an old, a coach goes out, a new coach comes in. We know what coaches want now. They want to bring their staff. They want to bring their team with them. They want to implement their, their sort of thing. I think U.S. soccer is hopefully growing to a point where there is a staff managing every move that Greg Berhalter makes. So that... Similar to Greg Berhalter looking at his players on the final day and saying, this guy doesn't work for me, that we can say, irregardless of performance, irregardless of results, either this guy is the right guy. We know he's the winningest coach in the U.S. men's national team history. We also know he had a very favorable schedule over a couple of years, right? But you can't take away the, the, uh, 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 facts like that. You can't take away those types of stats. It is what it is. In the most recent days, we've kind of got recency bias about the struggles that we had in our last couple of camps. But I, I'm hoping that Ernie Stewart, Brian McBride, these guys are able to analyze and be connected enough to the staff that they can, Tony Lapore, like basically anything on the director, coaching, development, all these things can analyze this after the World Cup and say, either we are on the right trajectory or we're not. We're talking about the team fighting, right? Greg's going to put out the team. We've got by and large, the team we want minus Ricardo Pepe, that team is going to have to figure out a way to get results. Now, if we get out of the group stages, great. If we don't, not great. But I'm hoping that U.S. soccer has built now a foundation and that comfort and confidence to say, Greg Berhalter, we're with him every day. We're around him every day. Guess what? This is going to be our guy, at least for now, because we believe in him. We are on the same page philosophically, where we want development mentally, where we're at in our youth development, players that are coming in. He can guide us the right way as opposed to looking at everything like a club team, whereas like we look at Jesse Marsh, goes on three, four losses. We go, man, he's on, he's on the hot seat. One more, maybe that's the one. But what happens if he wins? Then maybe he gets to stay another few days. I think that's a really dangerous game to play. And whether it's directly after the World Cup or it's in a year from now, they need to be analyzing that with the confidence to say 2026 may or may not be the time that we win a World Cup. Uh, but it will be another big opportunity for us to take leaps and bounds over that period. And they need to be able to look at that, not based on just results, but based on, again, the buy-in. I think a lot of players are, are get exhausted in the way that Greg Berhalter approaches things. That's not a bad thing if you can keep those players going and you keep their belief because it is, it's like a, a lot of the top managers in the world. Doesn't make you a, doesn't make you not a top manager if you can get the results out of the players. 
But I think it's more on the, the, the people around him. I know it's long-winded, but more on the people around him to be able to look at it and say, we're ready to make a change because it's not working and not have it be based on the difference of stoppage time winner against Iran that gets us into the round of 16. You've now bought this guy another four years, but actually looking at it in a more holistic approach. I'm hoping we're getting to that point of analytics because that's the way this that we look a- at our players. <laughs> This is the In Heath We Trust podcast, everybody. Welcome. welcome. Hey, Stanley. Thank you. <laughs> but no, Heath, you're right. And it kind of ties back to the first oh, man, there's one. Been you six, there's been 67 comments since I started talking. About it. I've, been on, I've been on a rant for a while. <laughs> but the, 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 what you said does, what you said does tie cappuccino. into it. It uh, does. It does tie into the first uh, would you rather, which is, uh, are we going to get, let's say we just get fortunate and the fine margins tip our way, but we didn't necessarily crush it in the group stages. And then now you're going to keep Greg Verhalter for four more years because we sneaked into the round of 16. Anyway, your, your boy, Def Kiss at least had 10 comments and <laughs> my, my man, Christopher Walken was up in here. Christopher, where's he, he been he, for a while, man? He's Christopher Walken. You've been sleeping. Cause I, yeah. I haven't seen you in a live show in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, see, okay, okay. I, I see, I see Jay, CJ. Well, would you, I another, would you rather for me? And then I want, want to get some from you and from, from we'll, we'll uh, canvas the audience to see who's got some yes. good, would you rather's in the comments. My last one is, and this is just a fun one. I was trying to come up with some some intriguing ones to at least now get uh, outside of the manager, get outside of the big picture of, of what it should look like and how we should play and what it means to have success and how that should be determined. And now get kind of more player-focused. Would you rather have Christian Pulisic be the guy that we've been building him up to be and that he's delivered on, oh on occasion? Or, or would you rather like a couple other guys step up and Christian Pulisic is kind of nondescript and you and and i don't know that's just what i came up with <laughs> i'll let you guys take it wherever you want on that but 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 i i it would just be nice to see other guy and not that they haven't you know he was hurt and they stepped up in qualifying yeah. but to really kind of take that i'll take this that one responsibility go ahead go ahead chuck give me christian pulisic on fire fuego <laughs> and doing what we all know he can do taking over matches and and asking for the ball repeatedly. Give me the ball. I'm taking this guy one v one. Doing his player playing, you know, playing off of other players, combining, creating goals, scoring goals. I'll take that all day, all day, because we know how good he can be. Because those moments where he's shown where he's taken over matches, I always go back to that Liverpool match where, yeah, there's no fans in the stands, but he absolutely dominated a Liverpool backline. Yeah, in Liverpool at that time, they still were, you know, top, top. You had Virgil van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold is not the best defender, but he he was taking all of them to school. That's that's the, the Christian I want to see in the World Cup. The Christian needs to pick up the ball in those spaces, and I think he finds that ball a lot more with Chelsea, and it's a little bit harder to find that with us. Uh, Heath, though, I mean, I just threw this. I have There's nothing to read into anybody listening or watching about why I made that statement. I was just trying to find some fun would-you-rathers. I obviously want to see all of our players dominate. Uh, but just in terms of like sharing that responsibility, I think Christian puts a lot on himself. What do you say to this, Heath? I, I missed the I, – I actually don't even know what the, the would-you-rather is like. Would you, do you want Christian Pulisic to be the guy that continues to be our big biggest star, or, you, or would you rather see a couple of our other guys really step up and, and maybe take that moniker from him? And and kind of be the guys that are like, yeah, Aronson's our guy moving forward. Moose is our guy moving forward. I mean, you can already feel like that's starting to happen, but yeah. you want that to, to happen at a World Cup where obviously bigger things are determined. I think we will get the best Christian Pulisic when he realizes that we just need him to be Christian Pulisic, not Christian Pulisic with a cape on. 
right? When he realizes that it's not 2018 where the, the, the weight was on his shoulders as an 18-year-old kid or however, however old he was in qualifying. It's a, it's a different world now. We've got different players that can deliver. I think the more he could settle into that role and not feel the overwhelming uh, sort of need or pressure to be the best player on our team, uh, the better he's going to be. But I do think, I, I, I think that it, the baton will be passed to other players that are naturally going to develop over this period. If you look at, again, I go back to Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson wasn't Philadelphia Union's top prospect. And then he got into the first team. And then all of a sudden he got to, to, to Austria. And then they were like, okay, this could be the ceiling. And then all of a sudden now he's, he's in the Premier League, right? You're watching these leaps and bounds of these players that have this sort of developmental baseline of coming from professional environments. That, 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 that velocity of which they go up is pretty incredible. If you look at that compared to most of our players over the past, maybe hitting leads at 28, 29, right? In the peak of their careers, peak of their national team careers, getting that summer free transfer, essentially. Um, we're now seeing that as like the second, third club in, in, the quick, in quick order. And we're seeing that. Every transfer window that comes up, all of our players are linked to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I think that natural transition is going to happen. Um, but, but and I think, it's, well, you, I think you touched on it. If he plays like he doesn't have the cape on, and he's at his best. He is the best. He is the player. best. He is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. would you rather see that, or would you that version of Christian, where he is he is at his very best, scoring, attacking, you know, making great runs, not taking too many touches in the middle third of of, of the field, operating at in those spots where you need him to be, or would you rather have Reina share it with Musa, share it with? Now, let, let Pulisic be, if you watch Pulisic, go back to watching him at, at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Go back to watching him in his best games at, 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 uh, at Chelsea. He is bordering on world-class. And he's just like, we've gotten deep into the weeds of, of everything he does at every single moment. But when you watch him take over games, we've never had a player like that. Play at that level and take over games. I would love to see him take off the cape, settle into that role, and be the star for us. The other players are going to be up right up behind him or pushing him, but he can still be our best player other than maybe Giorena, Yunus Musa. Yeah, I love that. I love uh, that description of Christian Pulisic. And, and we definitely hope that version of him shows up for these three games so that we can move on to the knockout rounds. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, some more would you rathers and me interrupting Charlie Davies anytime I get the opportunity. So do not go right. anywhere. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back, everybody, to It's Talk We Trust. I'm Jim Conrad alongside Charles Davies and just Heath Pierce. And we are excited to continue to dive in. You hear that, Jimmy? Men's National Team World Cup roster. What happened? You, Charlie was walking. You hear how nice those wood floors are when he was walking around? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, that, man, that, you can hear that. That's some, that's, of, that, that's some of that good wood. You have to, you have huh? to pay for that quality. That's, he's definitely not on the engineered hardwoods. That's no, an original hardwood that you still are, get on the East Coast, you know? That's what you get. Ooh, and I appreciate that. All right. For everybody that uh, didn't see it, that is listening, we just had a little promo for Serie A on the YouTubes. And I want to let everybody know that you can get your favorite Serie A jersey on soccer.com. So go over to soccer.com, make that happen, and join their Gold Club loyalty program where a $5 membership will give someone, hopefully you, up to 10% off every order for life. And then go over there to soccer.com and go get a Serginho Dest AC Milan jersey or a Weston McKinney Juventus jersey. I'm just giving you some suggestions of ones you should pick over at soccer.com. Now, there are some big games. We should run through some of those. We have Borussia Mönchengladbach taking on Borussia Dortmund right now or it's going to be in a little bit and that is obviously joe scally taking on geo reyna we'll see if they even play we got newcastle chelsea that's pretty interesting tottenham leeds that's a good one for uh, some of our players fulham taking on manchester united in the championship we have josh Sargent taking on zach stefan poor zach stefan we want to get him on the show at some point uh i don't know i would be in my feelings if i was him i wouldn't be doing any interviews but you never know so norwich versus middlesbrough and then in Serie A, we have AC Milan taking on Fiorentina and Juventus taking on Lazio. In France, for Team Awea fans, Lille taking on Angers. So some big games for everybody, but as I mentioned before... Hey, Jimmy. Nobody get hurt. Jimmy, I, I, I said uh, we got our best team minus Ricardo Pepe. I got to add Zach Steffen to that. Uh, do I mean, if you had to pick one of those two, which one is the biggest snub? I think I'm going back to Zach Steffen on this because <laughs> I'm just shocked. I'm shocked, man. <laughs> I, 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 At least Ricardo Pepe was out some camps, right? Like, because he wasn't like, right? He wasn't. Uh, he was letting him get his head right, and all these things wasn't scoring. Yeah. Change of club. Zach Steffen was our number one a couple months ago, and now he's our number four. You're not telling me something happened. Something happened. So, oh, something definitely happened. There's Charlie no did, question. Charlie, Charlie did, knows. Charlie did something happen. Charlie, something happened, <laughs> and Charlie's got the bucket hat on. So clearly, he's in. That's uh, a reversible a mental state. A reversible bucket. I, I, Ricardo Pepe feels a little bit bigger because I felt like Matt Turner had emerged as the number one, maybe in the last couple months. And because we brought four right backs and we could have sacrificed a Shaq Moore or a Joe Scally so they could have a Ricardo Pepe on, so we had more attacking options. That just one gives me more of a shrug of the shoulders of like, I don't understand. I'm shaking my head. And so that frustrates me. The Zach Steffen one, Yes, and there were signs of him being a little inconsistent with his form, Matt Turner being a lot more steady. There's obviously a bunch of narratives that Greg and his staff can use as to why they selected who they did. He didn't touch it, though. Yeah, they they, they referenced who they – maybe since then, I haven't seen it. 
He referenced who they selected, but they didn't want to reference who they didn't select at the goalkeeper position. I, I think Chuck's got some tea, though. I don't know if he has any insight on, on this, but he, he looks like he's ready to talk. Go ahead, Chuck. No. Nothing to add. He's pleading the fifth. Dang, Charlie. What do we <laughs> Charlie? Fifth. All right, kick Charlie off then. Charlie, spill right. the beans, man. <laughs> Charlie's the thinking about them beans. You know, Charlie, just as pretend that nobody's listening or watching, it's just me, you, and Heath, okay? Let's, yeah, let's, let, sure. We should film some of those sometimes. That's the way, yeah, we should. We absolutely, we okay, absolutely okay. Should. Do we have any other would you rathers? Anybody in the audience that wa- wants to ask a would you rather? Chuck and, and Heath, do you guys have any? I, I kind of gave you my three, and I, I was hoping you guys would bring some to the table. <laughs> um, Man, it's it's really hard for me to think of a would you rather now that's not sort of like doom and gloom on one end of it, but like. Right, right, right. Well, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, those are the polar opposites. But, but a yin versus yang. How about, I, uh, this wasn't from producer Alex. Would you rather have Adams, Pulisic, Reem, or someone else as your like? Who's your captain? Who who would you? Uh, we we don't, all know it's Tyler uh, Adams, but it's but he hasn't question. always given it to Tyler Adams. I know that us, I thought we had like thirteen different captains or something crazy. I think like they that. had thirty-two. But 32 I'm going to tell you, you right think now, he's going to rotate captains. They, they can't. It's one guy. It's Tyler Adams. Hey. He is he is the most. Important we thought Zach Steffen and Ricardo Pepe were group. coming and. He basically is like, nah, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I know my team. No, do you? Hey. Do you th- who, who do you think? Is no, the, I, is- I'm not going to say otherwise, but I could see him giving it to Christian potentially. I mean, Christian did pick he the striker it. he wanted to play with, so he's got some sort of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm uh, just kidding. He, he's I'm got just the low hanging fruit. I'm there. just kidding. Yeah, I was waiting for that one, but. <laughs> it's got to, it, like to me. I I say we just go. You know, I uh, I talked about we could all bleach our hair the same color. That'd be a good one. We should just go old school youth soccer. Three captains bands on the field all at once. You know, the three guys go up for the coin flip. That'd be they amazing. All wear a band, I would love you that. Know? Who was it that had their? Who was it that that had that? Was it Casey Keller? Maybe that had the, the sewn in uh, captain's band in the, uh, the sleeve, where it's like you're, you're the kind of guy that wore the rubber bands around around your shoelaces. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, Jimmy is the kind of guy that used to say like Copa Mundial and that's it. You know, you don't know what it's like, <laughs> you know, that old K leather, you know, you need that, you need that boot, you know. Jim was a guy who didn't Whoa. flop down the tongues. Like he kept them straight <laughs> oh, up. That's not true. <laughs> not true. I did flop down the tongues and I, I, I flopped them down. You know how some people flop them down one lace down? Like the flop was too big. Oh, there's a... I, Hey, here's here's actually a good would you rather that that Greg Berhalter that uh, had to face according to Gregory, which was like, you want to be captain or do you want to pick your guy? <laughs> <laughs> and he picked his guy, so that means it's going to Tyler Adams. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Would no. you rather play Senegal or Holland? I would rather play Senegal. I'll jump in first. Senegal, their key players and the spine of their team, Edouard Mendy. Not even starting over Kepa right now for Chelsea. Koulibaly hasn't looked particularly great for Chelsea. Obviously, I think these guys are tremendous players. So I just feel in the current form. And then Sadio Mane's hurt. And he is the guy. African player of the year. Helped lead them to the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, obviously beat Egypt in the World Cup qualifying. The he'll, guy, he'll be back for the knockout round, though. Knockout round? Yeah. yeah. What, what's his match sharpness, though? I mean, for oh, me. Sadio Mane. I mean, okay, okay, fine, fine. Let's leave that aside. I just think that without Sadio Mane, Senegal doesn't get to the knockout rounds. I think that Ecuador comes in. Ecuador, six, last six friendlies, haven't given up a goal. They, they were the second leading scorer in South American qualifying with 27 goals tied with Argentina. They've got it down on both sides of the ball, and they're the second youngest team in the World I'm Cup not, behind, not, behind our own. 
So, so there's something about Ecuador that I like, and I can't, I don't think you can sleep on them. But obviously, they got to win that first game against Qatar, which I think there'll be a lot of pressure because you're the only game that day. It's the opening game of the tournament. And if Qatar scores first, then, you know, maybe that that changes uh, how that feels for Ecuador on the field. But I like Ecuador to potentially Our, do it. So we got, we're, we're, uh, it's the 11th today. First game's in 10 days, right? Team arrived in, te- team's in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Are you, are, is there not an, a, a, a closed door scrimmage somewhere happening in the next 10 days, maybe five days out? I mean, if you're, if you're the medical staff, not the medical staff, but the, the performance team, aren't you, don't you need a match for your players? I guess mo- some of the guys have arrived. Some of the guys are playing again this weekend. So you would have guys arriving on say Monday and then you play again. That would be what? Seven days out from, from, from now. Mm-hmm. Is there not something that you want somewhere in there for some sort of closed door scrimmage of some kind? I guess you got 26 players, so you can inter squad. You could literally inter squad with subs. Um, but I'm just, I'm just curious of like, is this is all we're going to see is is videos of of training? I, I hope, I hope they would play a Portugal, and Portugal might be one of the sleeping giants nobody's talking about in this World Cup. I feel like they've been flying under the radar in terms of favorites. But when you, I was looking at their starting lineup. Oh my God. Leao, who's killing it with AC Milan, Ronaldo and Jao Felix. That's your front three. Then you have uh, Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, Carvalho, and Bernardo Silva in your midfield. Now, don't forget Cancelo as your right back, Ruben Diaz as your center back, and Guerrero from Dortmund as your left back. Uh, Pepe's old, experienced center back, maybe you know, liable for a, a red card or a reckless challenge here or there. But what a squad! Yeah, that's that squad is sick. Uh, to your question, Heath, and, and actually, Charlie, I'm going to go back to you on on how far you think Portugal can go. But Heath, I wanted to mention that ahead of the 2006 World Cup, when we were stationed in Hamburg, and you're there about a week and a half, and we were the last match day of the first you know, of all the match days. So we had to wait an extra amount of time. We actually had a closed door scrimmage against Angola. And that was good for us, right? Just to kind of get into, you know, even little things. How are you going to warm up? You know, like what, what, how are you walking into that? How are we preparing? How do we want to nerves? Just generally, you've got, you've got this buildup now of like, this is outside of DeAndre Yedlin and no, not even Tim Ream, right? Outside of DeAndre Yedlin. Was Tim Ream in 2014? Did he go to work? No. Um, Outside of DeAndre Yedlin, you got no World Cup experience, and you're about to jump into like the the world's largest tiny town uh, that ever existed. And there's going to be all the hoopla, all the all the distractions, all the things. Your family, your friends, everybody reaching out. You made the team, blah blah blah. Like it, I, I can't even imagine it, Jimmy. You went through it. I'm sure it's insane. Mm-hmm. And you've got all of this buildup anticipation, right? You got to get some of that out along the way to make to to normalize it or humanize it a little bit. Because if you go from your last game. And, and then have a week from now into your first game, that's a lot of time to sit and think about your opponents, the World Cup, the pressures, the excitement, that like you kind of want to get some of that out in a simulated way, you know? Uh, I, I would think so anyway. I don't know. I haven't so, played so soccer I'll, in a long time. I'll give you a funny <laughs> story, though. When we were in Hamburg, we had to drive to like 45 minutes to get to our training facility. It wasn't great, but Bruce wanted to have us downtown, so it did normalize it. So we could get outside and just kind of walk amongst – everybody else and really soak in the excitement of the tournament. And I appreciated him 
for doing that, but it made it a little bit harder for us to get to training every day. And we had to drive different routes because they were afraid of terrorist activity and that they, people could set up shop somewhere and try to take us out somewhere. So yeah, it got really intense and, and, uh, and there was a lot of security for our, our team in particular. So what we did on these trips, I would sit in the back with, with uh, Steve Trudelo, Carlos Bocanegra. We would play a game, and I think this helped take the pressure off too, to, to your point, where we try to get people to wave to us. And the farther away they were, the more points you got. And so, so we started to add all these things. And every single day, Casey Keller's like, turn around. You guys are so immature because we would just be cracking up to get like the most random people. And, and I actually feel like, keeping it in that space, keeping it in, in a fun way. And we were always laughing every time we headed to practice was a great way to help alleviate that stress. Cause there's a ton, a ton of it. And you know, it's a buildup. This is something you've worked for your whole life and now you're there. What are you going to do with that opportunity? And it can be overwhelming at times. So I'm glad you, you brought that up because mm -hmm. I hadn't shared that story in a long time. Also you got like, you won for the day. If, if uh, somebody did something absolutely crazy, like showed their, their butt or, we actually had a woman show her breasts. So that was like, that ended, you know, that, that was the winner. I think Bocanegra got that, but um, yeah, that, that would just end it. And then we'd all like celebrate and cheer, but then somebody mooned us a couple of times too. So that would end it too. Anyway, I'm getting into the weeds of like what we did, but, but it was, it was really cool to just have these, I don't know, say childish moments, but to kind of keep it in perspective that we're still just playing a game. Let's go out there and do the best that we can and have some fun. And hey, and, uh, John Hurt came at you said Keller comes off as a real fun guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, dude, this was he knew this was probably his last cu World Cup in 2006. So he was, you know, he was his focus was there. I'm not going to, I mean, the guy so is all don't business. you think it would have been like more, let me enjoy the experience and like have a lot more fun and be open and not so uptight? You could argue that that's one take. <laughs> that's one way that, hey, that's one way to look that's at it. One way to look at one it. One could argue that. <laughs> one could argue. If I was a betting man. Uh... <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he didn't have time for the kids in the back acting like idiots, trying to get people to wave to us from from a far distance. But um, we got a couple other would you rather's. Would you rather have Stefan or Pepe on the team? I think it's Pepe. Heath. I'm not shocked. But, Pepe. I'll you know. say Pepe too. Because Matt Turner was our number one. Chuck? Yeah, at this stage, Pepe, just because of, of impact. Um, whoever your one is, you're sticking with your one. You're not you're not making any substitutions. And Turner's the one right now. So who's going to have a, a, a bigger role to play or potentially play? That would be Pepe. Ooh, this is a good question. Not a would you rather, but I like this question a lot. Which of you three would make the biggest impact on this squad, assuming we were all playing at the peak of our careers? Would it be center back with me, left back with Heath, or the striker position with Charlie Davis? I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> we know what Charlie's gonna say. I'm not even going to say anything. Charlie, you suck <laughs> in a one striker system, bro. Get off the field. You're yeah, dude. You, you need that. You're, you're, you're a playoff. I played with one leg for seven years after my career, uh, after my car accident, and played in a single striker system and had four goals in the playoffs and the team's leading goal scorer. And I'm less. With one leg. Charlie, I went out when you were playing. We tried to do a Stop content it. piece where you had to hit volleys, and you couldn't hit nothing, dude. Oh, I <laughs> smashed those volleys. You, well, you know, we, we couldn't even use we couldn't even use the content because you couldn't put anything on frame. Stop you know it. what I mean? Absolutely stop it. I mean, I, I would actually say, uh, uh, non-selfishly, um, 
because I, I would hate to have to tell Jedi Robinson that he was staying home for this, um, <laughs> uh, for this World Cup. Uh, but ultimately, we know what the jokes are going to come up as soon as I say that I would be in this squad. Uh, <laughs> is that is that the reason Jedi wouldn't make it? It's because there'd be one there'd be one left back in front of me uh, for for this one as well. But uh, I I would say that I would say striker is probably the most with Tim Ream there and the experience that we had. Oh man, that I would still hard. say striker. God. 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 Brian just ruined ruined Heath. He said oh, Heath he was one leg in his chest. whole career. Look at Heath went from smiling to just <laughs> yeah. absolutely well, just listen, blasting. If you can't stop me on my left foot, why am I going to develop the right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Make me Brian go inside. I'll just dribble with my left foot. Heath, oh you, can just get, you can log off, dude. That's done. Brian just said Heath Brian, was one leg in his whole Brian career. Carpook. That's unbelievable. God damn. Crushing I'm getting a few compliments in there. Uh, Listen, <laughs> I, I think that I could back. I could be a valuable asset. You could you could you could start me in a pinch, come off the bench in a pinch, and I'd bring the vibes. Okay, that is for West Berdine in Minnesota. Yeah, West, West said vibes. those vibes are banned now. You can't. You can't call, say the word vibes anymore. Vibes just, anymore. Just, just good, just good I, feelings. Obviously, he doesn't realize we we're in a vibes based economy. Everything is based on that is the that is that is the currency of which we we spend and collect, uh, and so we can't get rid of it for now. I don't know. I think all, we could all bring all a little bit of our own game to this. We we could all add value to the squad. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Good statement. And and my DJ skills would 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 be epic in this locker room. All right, last question of this highly entertaining in soccer we trust. So would you rather special here on this Friday before we get into the action? Both Joe Scally and Gio Reyna starting for Mönchengladbach and Dortmund. So no injuries, boys, especially you, Gio Reyna, in particular. Well, think about it. It's everybody. Is got is This is going to be a weird weekend because we've already seen like uh, even like a player like Benzema who's like, you know what? I'm ch I'm chilling. This is, this is my like – first world cup for real i'm don't even expect to see me i need to prep for this i'm staying healthy so going into your last weekend of matches yeah and yeah. knowing how a lot of guys have gone down the past month you know with missing a whole world cup now because of of this schedule guys are not going to be in it to win it this weekend it is more i'm going through the motions i want to stay healthy but that no one's going to be playing 100 percent fearless without that world cup in the back of their mind i'd like to think that they're going to also play a little bit free because the tension of whether you're going to make it or not is done it's out there you're on the team or you're not and you can just kind of just play so i'm hopeful that that tension will relax some of the guys too all right last question before we let everybody go to enjoy and a fabulous weekend we'll come back to you next week with three awesome podcasts as always the last question is which former u.s men's national team international anybody of your choice would you add to this current roster? If we're going to, let's, let's end it. We started with speculation. Let's end it with some speculation. In, in their prime? In their, in their prime. prime. In their prime. Nobody, in the, nobody in the midfield. That's for sure. Because this the midfield here is the strongest part uh, Frank, of the team. Frankie Hayduk. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't go Frankie. Um, I say Tim Howard. I'm going with the goalkeeper. There's like, we. I, 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 I need I wouldn't go with the goalkeeper either. Matt Turner is, is damn good. He is right. damn good, but I, I mean, it's not like there's only really one spot. It's either center back or striker. Or nine, if yeah. you're talking about this team Eddie and getting the, the best possible value, it's Eddie, either a center Eddie back Pope or striker because that's where we, we are the weakest. 
Uh, did somebody say Jonathan Bornstein yet? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff did. Uh, Johnny Bornstein, watch his <laughs> face when he sees this, he said here at the end. That's great. Uh, so, so, so uh, I I guess love, come, for the record, I love Johnny, guys. Don't, don't, uh, it's just a way great Way to go, Johnny boy. Give me, give me your, your all time ranking for U.S. center backs, Jimmy. Well, Eddie Pope for me is number one. I idolized that guy. And then when I got to play so with who's him, who's the top five? Center backs? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really putting me on the spot. I mean, how much how much time do we have on the spot? Okay. Um I, I actually would need some more time to like sift through that and give everybody a proper response. But I would say as it pertains to this question, so I'm gonna get back so Eddie to Eddie Pope. I would put Eddie Pope potentially Eddie Pope in this team, or I'd go get a number nine. You don't um, get both, Jimmy. You get one. No, I know, get I know. One. I'm just saying I'm, I'm I'm gonna whittle it down to those two areas, like like Chuck correctly stated. So it's either Eddie Pope for me, or I would bring McBride. McBride. You think McBride oh. would fit this team's style? Not necessarily. So, crazy, so me. Y'all are crazy. I don't Unless, know. I mean, y'all are crazy. I'm, I'm going. I'll, I'm Clint going. With, I'm going with the goalkeeper guys. You can't. We, this is the first time ever we haven't had a number one goalie clear, set in stone, in form, playing with their club, whatever. No, it's, it's it's been set in stone that it's been Turner for a while. I think for the for everyone who's watching like we know who the one is because Matt Maybe Turner's played that months, well. Maybe 6 months? 6 months? It's been Matt Turner? Either way, we've had a cycle the goalie, goalie every time. The goalie position is much more secure and stronger than a center back either or left center back or right center back or striker. Yeah. You can't you can't argue that. I I'm not arguing so that, but I'm be, arguing impact. I'm yeah. going Tim Howard's going to keep me in games. Maybe Matt Turner could, but Tim Howard's doing it at a level that I don't think we have in our pool right. Would you consider a Landon or a Clint and put him in at the nine? I'd put Clint at the nine. I, Landon wasn't a wasn't great at the nine. No, he's better. If, if Landon, second, if Landon was on striker. this team, he's he's playing at that that right wing spot. Yeah, yeah. Landon made tremendous runs, by the way. But Clint, Clint, he's got that dog in him. You know what I mean? I think that team could use a little bit of that dog in the front line. All right, that's it. We're ending it. In soccer, we trust is done for today. Even though we have a ton to get into because it's fun to speculate and have some fun. But we got three big podcasts coming for you next week. So on behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, Hollywood Heath Pierce, I'm Jimmy. Cream cheese, trash can, Conradino Conrad, also known as Jim, saying thank you for watching and listening to Soccer We Trust as always. And have a great weekend. Later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.